Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Champion Philly's Stakes Day. BJ Ryan and Terry Layton are teaming up to record episode 102 of the 1-1 WA Racing Podcast. It is 11.30am on Thursday, the 11th of November. Belmont today, Ascot and Geraldton on Saturday. And Terry, you'll be very happy to know that the Albany Racing Club season gets underway this Sunday. Well, I've always loved the Albany Racing Club season. Racing in the uh, the southwest just uh, yeah, just makes me uh, brings me to attention, BJ. So I, uh, yeah, can't, can't can't wait for. I don't know how much form I'll get in for this Sunday, unfortunately. But uh, tell you what, come Monday, I will be absolutely raring after uh, yeah a week on the light duties. I think it's uh, it might be perfect timing come a big railway stakes week. Oh, look, can't wait, can't wait, and we've got a big extravaganza edition of the. One one for railway stakes day. We do, and we'll and you know what we'll have BJ. Tell me, we'll have an owner as one of the co-hosts in the railway stakes. Is that right? It is right. Yeah. So Dig Date was going to go to the Ascot Gold Cup and potentially back up, but after drawing extremely wide and um, carrying the the fifty nine kegs um, because nothing. <laughs> Higher rated was ended for the race. Uh, they've decided why not. In a, in a year where the Eastern Staters aren't coming, let's jump into a railway. We'll be about tenth or eleventh in line, so we're easily going to get a run. And um, champ, yeah, bloody hell, I, I'm I'm excited. I tell you what, I I think we're definitely going to find it uh, difficult to. Uh, to succeed, but uh, tell you what, if you told me I'd have a runner in the railway stakes, I wouldn't care if it's a million to one, to be honest with you. How about you blokes? Dead set. Karakata, Guineas, Railway. Stiff in the Guineas too. <laughs> um, stiff in the Faritha as well. Uh, stiff in the Grandstand as well. Um, yeah, no, look, he's, he's – uh, I don't know. I, I I don't. I still don't really get a, a complete hold on on Dig Deep, whether he's overachieved or – because you win the Karakata, right, and you grab your 20 points – and that usually finds out a lot of horses like, um, uh, well, there's a lot in the past. I can't think of any coming to my head right now, but you know how they grab those 20 points, BJ, and that sort of, that takes them almost above their mark because they've won the, that race as a juvenile against limited opposition or opposition, which is sort of questionable or unproven at that sort of point in their career. Yeah, but yeah. the thing that Dig Deep's done since then is won two listed races, uh, was sat deep in a Hannon's run second. He, he's actually gone on with it and continued to be competitive despite being that 80, 90 Raider. Like we obviously thought we'd probably lose a Karakata and be a 60 Raider and head in and win a few races going forward. But um, yeah, he's continually raised the bar and he won't, he won't know himself with the 53. So uh, I'll be, I'll be getting along to the barrier draw next Tuesday. All the owners will be out there and um, tell you what, if we can draw a low gate, um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to think we can get the right toe ball into it and try and uh, try and run top four or five. I think that'd be pretty exciting. Yes, yes, I'm I'm sure. I think you, one thing you got to remember with Dig Deep, it's very rare for horses to perform at the highest level at two, three, four, five. Do you know what I mean? It's it's very very rare <laughs> thoroughbred that can do that. So for Dig Deep to be running in a in a Hannans at a Northern Cup and now into a Railway Stakes as a five year old after being a Karakata Plate winning two year old, it's a it's a huge effort for the champ. That's why he's the podcast pinup boy. Dig deep. So uh, it's going to yeah, be very- He loves the big stage. He does. He does. It's going to be a very exciting build-up into, into Railway Stakes Day. And that'll be the two-year anniversary of our first episode. I think our first episode was a Railway Stakes Day edition of the 1-1. One one. So, um, yeah, are we are we on location? Are we Studio HQ? Have we worked? Have we, are we, have we got that far yet? What are you thinking? Well, that, that was in my to-do list this week to try and get us over to the raffles. And 
uh, speak to Pete and Crip and maybe Scotty Embry and a few other lads to, to get them on board, but I haven't, uh, haven't ticked too many things off the to-do list this week, <laughs> unfortunately, BJ. Um, but we'll definitely have a good little panel um, sorted out, whether it's on location or not. Uh, I think we can definitely still sort that out. But, uh, no, it'll be a, a bonanza show next week. We'll even try, like we did last year, try and get a couple of um, quick little chats with a few of the major players throughout the day um, and... And yeah, we'll make it a uh, a podcast worth listening to. I think it'll be a um, yeah, it should be a cracking day's racing. I'm already very, very, very excited about it, BJ. Yeah, me too. Cannot wait. And stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Market City Meats Get Out Stakes competition. And don't forget our. New look, not so new look, Champs and Challenges edition of the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind with Kev and Potsy BJ, which uh, I'll be also tuning into tonight to uh, to see who is victorious. Can I get, can I answer, can you answer me one question? Mm-hmm. I saw a bit of chat on Twitter with the lads, um, having a bit of a laugh. Uh, over, under, 25 questions. <laughs> Under 25 questions. The, the, oh. lads, the, the lads surprised me. They were very sharp today, actually. So, uh, But Kevin Potts, you just, sounds did you just throw up some? Did you just put the bowling machine <laughs> in, did you? And lob up some half volleys. <laughs> Kevin Potts, sounds like a uh, FM breakfast show, doesn't it? So... Maybe the maybe the boys can can team up for their own podcast after after today's mastermind. No, they did they did very well. It was a, it was a tr- tremendous clash and lived up to the uh, to the heat that was on Twitter last night. Bit of a bit of a grudge match between the pair, but uh, no, it was good stuff. So, um, mate, bet fair edge. Are you back on tomorrow or are you out of commission? What's the go? The, the listeners want to no, know. No, no, no. We'll, we'll, we'll be on tomorrow. Um, if I go into the studio and it's 50-50, we, we will definitely be on. We've got Michael Grantham joining us tomorrow. So he'll be discussing everything. Uh, Lord help me run. We might also talk about Captain Chaos while we're there. Might fire, a, um, fire a few questions about Captain Chaos, you reckon? Yeah, we might fire a few questions. Well, I messaged him before and I said um, – I said as uh, anybody that uh, oh, I can't remember it was it was a very witty comment about uh, having a chat to the second favorite in the RJ Peters and he said well you're gonna have to speak to Danny Morton when Captain Chaos gets crunched then aren't you <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was very funny um but yeah he's a he's a genuine character he's one of my favorite people in the game to uh to talk to and um like I said to a few people before the Northern Cup I said geez if, if we lose this dig deep that is um I hope it's uh, I hope it's Mickey that wins it so um yeah yeah, I'll be cheering for. Uh, but I don't, to be honest, I don't think he needs to win to make the um, no, make the he's railway in. anyway. Yeah. So yeah. I'm pretty sure that it'll just be a backup job for most of those horses as long as they pull up okay. So, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, yeah, just excited. The railway is an exciting day this year. There's just a lot of, there's a lot of stories. I reckon. So it'd be nice if Western Empire just doesn't turn up for everyone's sake. I think. What do you reckon? Mm. Yeah, I, I, it was, we're all playing for second, aren't we? Uh, it feels that way, doesn't it? When it was it was watching the replays last last night and of the horses coming out of the Asian Bow into the Peters or into the Ascot Gold Cup, wherever they're heading, and it was just it was just a stark reminder that that was uh, wow, oh. that was jaw dropping, really, from uh, yeah. from Western Empire. So, uh, good luck, good luck. However. I will say that um, we didn't really do much of a review, but this will just be a quick one. Uh, Regal Power could be back. That was huge on Saturday. So, yeah, um, no, Regal Power. Kingston Town Classic, look out. 
Yeah, Regal Power went super. KC went super as yep. well, um, yep. just from back in the field in a race on a pattern. We really got the – well, I, I got the pattern wrong, I guess. Um, uh, the man – our man on course was telling me that it was more of an easterly than a southwesterly. I, I don't know where – do you look up wind conditions – uh, pre-meeting, BJ, and do you? Would you have a particular website? A lot of people well, use that wind, a lot of people use wind willy. Yeah, that's what I use, wind willy as well. Um, but yeah, willy's been. I don't know how accurate willy is to be honest with you, because um, yeah, as I said, my man on the ground was telling me it definitely wasn't a southwesterly on the day. So we needed uh, uh, we need a weather station on course that we can we um, do we can tap into like via an app or via the Perth Racing website, something like that. So. Mm, that would be yeah, that would be that would be something. Or just. Just a camera set up on the flag. Mm. Just a just a flag monitor. Imagine that saying it's your job. What's your job? I'm a flag monitor. <laughs> you know? I mean, I got a few mates that are probably qualified to be flag monitors. Hey, the way the way that you're going through, you could pay someone uh, to go out there and shit. just station <laughs> just station a camera on the flag all day for uh, me. Live stream it. So dearie me, dearie me. But um yeah, anyway, are we are we discussing this week now? Yeah, let's get rolling, mate. Yeah, okay. So this week, uh, we're back to the true. Um it looks like again, see it depends where you look. So wind wind willy saying it's pretty moderate easterlies and they always pick up a little bit later in the arvo um but i, I find that looking at wind willy uh they often suggest um that the breezes will be more moderate than they are and they're often stronger than that on the day almost uh considerably stronger so look with the rail back at true a 30 degree day and um and uh, those easterlies in play, we, we have to make the presumption it's going to be somewhat difficult to make ground, don't we, Birch? Yeah, yeah. That's your uh, that's your typical Ascot formula, isn't it, for on speed? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. It's the second go at True as well. When it played True first time around, it was a really nice fair track. Um, so I don't want to – you can really do damage if you get exclusively into a mindset it's going to play in a particular way. Um but I actually haven't had a pre-post bet, which is amazing for me. I've usually had 3,000 pre-post bets. Um, but, yeah, it'll be very, very interesting stuff uh, to see how it plays. But I'm expecting you'd want to be on speed. Agree wholeheartedly. Um, 30 degrees, about time. Bit of, mm -hmm. We've got a bit of heat in this joint. It's been a, uh, it was a long, wet winter. Uh, it's been a very mild sort of start to the, the spring, but hopefully a bit of heat. Um, get some growing weather to help out our tracks. We're in a bit of trouble on a few, few of our tracks uh, across Perth and the uh, and the provincial area. So a bit of growing weather would be appreciated as we head towards uh, peak WA racing season. Let's get going, mate. Race one is the Arlec Australia handicap over twelve hundred meters, and um, yeah, no white flag. Boom horse, full brother to Fabergino. Uh, strolled in first up for Toddy Harvey two weeks ago. He's going to be all the rage in race one of the day. Now, the question for me, Terry, what does your speed map look like for, for this event? Yeah, well, before we talk about this race in particular, every single race has a sort of a really unique uh, feel about it. Mm. It's, a really, it's a really good uh, betting meet for people that want to sort of um, – well, it's just every race is, has got its own sort of um, – individual characteristics some way it's very quite boring it's very simplistic but this race in particular we look at it and you go well no white flag if it repeats that effort um it should just be winning obviously but then you go okay well what does happen with the speed map does does mitchell pateman from barrier two just say all right you can cross me i mean no surrender is not a horse that's been crossed uh rarely or very rarely. Yeah, yeah very very rarely so um and the last two times that no surrender has raced at 1200 meters it's actually won so i think uh, i i don't know if it's a 
well, it's maybe a slight criticism, but I think Darren McCall is always very quick in trying to get his horse up to the mile. And sometimes they're actually really good sprinters. Mm. I think he's just, he's very desperate to get his horses straight up in troop. And when they seem to trial and race well at the shorter course, and I'm not saying that's the case with no surrender. He, he looks like a nice miler type horse, but obviously winning your last two over the 1200, um, yeah, if he kicks up, and then you've obviously got ultimate command from the widest gate um, coming across, they'll they'll probably just be happy sitting in the breeze outside, no white flag. But if something goes amiss there, if if no surrender does kick up and make it difficult, if ultimate command goes, hang on, well, I'm going to be caught three deep. Do I have to try and get across to the front? And if it turns into a bit of a mess, then we'll, we'll, it'll be a really interesting race, and we'll see what no white flag's um, all about. If it has yeah, to take a sit. I'd probably swing to written matter if, if that's what occurs. So my my gut tells me that they'll let no white flag go, uh, no surrender will park on its back thinking that's a nice back to be on. Yeah. Um, and ultimate command will come to the breeze. And from there, the race will probably be over with written matter in the 1-1. One, one. Um, but Matt, Speaking to Holly Watson, she was hoping maybe to push forward Vane Tempest. Can you see a spot and, more or is that three wide? Yeah, hundred. no, mm. probably three wide, but yeah. I don't think that's the end. I, over the 1,200 of the Eastleigh, it's probably not the end of the world. Mm. Um, I, I think you just push forward naturally. And if she can... Get a spot or find the breeze or uh, I can't see how she finds the breeze. I thought maybe Unless ultimate command, they might be a little bit more uh, patient, patient up to the 1200. 1200. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's but from seven. What do you do though? Do you just sort of amble across and then let Van Tempest take that's you what on? I, that's and, what I was sort of thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If, if that's the case, that's just going to work right into the hands and no white flag yeah. as well. So, yeah. But you know, you know what I mean? Ultimate command comes across and yeah. then, yeah. And then Van Tempest and then you just, uh, Brad Parnham might just opt to grab hold and follow Van Tempest rather than punch the breeze outside. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm not sure how quickly Vane Tempest will get there. So over 1,200, I think that's yeah, a, 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 a silly move because mm. you're probably getting cover for 100, 200 metres before you want to pop out and get going anyway. Yeah. So I, I think over a mile it would make sense, but over 1,200, I think it would sort of defeat the purpose. But I can see exactly what you're saying because mm. they probably do think it's suspect at the – uh, at the 1200 meters but look if, if no white flag gets it on its own terms out in front which i really hope it does and i really i really hope they, they put a bit of pressure on it and we can um, and we see a real race here then I, I do think written matter will be the one finishing over the top of them um but my gut tells me that no white flag will get to the top and even if it's a three wide line led up by vane tempest i think the time that no white flag will run with an easterly early in the day will be too hard for them all to catch but in saying that i think the current price is probably as thin as you want to be just with those queries on the speed map what price were you in your market, Terry? Uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not as confident in my markets as I usually am. Yeah, just because I've done, just as yeah. I've done under a little bit of duress. But so I'm two sixty. I'm, I'm three dollars eighty. Um, three dollars eighty. Sorry, I'm two dollars forty five. No white flag. Three dollars eighty. Written matter. I'm really, um, really looking at it as a complete two horse race uh, with those two runners. So I mean, at around the six dollar mark, written matter probably does throw itself out as a bet but i i am very wary of the fact that i do yeah i do think they might just give this to no white flag and in front yeah i was to 220 no white flag which is about about the price it is at the moment i actually think mm -hmm. that 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 first up run he was allowed to sort of lead on his own terms but i just like love the way that he basically just Oh, I guess Sean McGrady basically had his feet up on the dashboard and he the horse almost just took over um, and just uh, and then Shawnee eased the horse down on the line. 
I, I even think that even if there is a bit of pressure that the horse, it might even suit this horse, if you know what I mean. Um, might be able to draw. It's as long as he holds the front, though. Yeah. As soon as he – if he takes a sit, there's no way in the world I'd want to be on at $2.20. Yeah, yeah. I, but I, I just think if they, if, they, if they want to cross him, if they want to lead, they're going to have to – they're going to have to – it's going to be high pressure, you would have thought, yeah. over 1,200. So, uh, But, yeah, Chris, Chris Parnham replacing the suspended Sean McGrady. Uh, no, not many riding better than Chris at the moment. So I think, I think Chris the chance yeah. of, of handing up potentially if, if he feels there's too much pressure. Chris is a – and I think it's one of Chris's strengths, to be honest. He's really become more patient with his riding. Yep. Um, so do you think with Chris going on for Sean, um, there's a chance that if the pressure's applied, instead of Chris going, no, buggy, I'm going to kick up here, Chris might actually – sort of take a hold and just say, oh, I'll, sit on, I'll sit on your back and I'll sit on the back of Alton Command or, or whoever Perhaps. has been. So I just feel like he's probably going to ride him like the best horse. Just put put him there, um, yep. see what he's made of. If he if he can't if he can't lead these uh, over 1,200 and kick and win on a on a suitable conditions day, then maybe no white flag isn't the horse that we think he is. So I, I, I think Chris Pine's just got to back the horse in, back the trainer in and, and let the horse do his thing. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the thing. The only thing I when I mean, you, you go back through his runs, obviously he missed the kick on the twenty sixth of May, but back on the twenty fifth of April, down the straight, he was actually unable to lead. So when you have multiple speed horses in a race, and I I went back and sort of what I do is I, I watch the first. 50 metres, 30 metres of all their jumps and sort of go, well, who is the quickest? If, if they all show intent, who's the one that will hold the top? And I do think that No White Flag, what we saw at its last start in the trial, though it's hard to tell with the Lark Hill trials because we've got a head-on shot. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think Chris has the ability to, but, um, geez, it will become a very, very interesting race if um, there is some intent shown from uh, something on its outside to uh, to lead. But um, if not, it'll be a procession, I'd suggest, BJ. And Written Matter will not disgrace itself. I, I think Written matter is a uh, a really nice horse and that trial wasn't couldn't have been any better yeah jay rooney in the ownership as well very uh very lucky owner jay rooney and, and adam mcgraw there we go adam mcgraw written delina uh, written ah of course mario shout out to mario back yourself delina there's uh yeah there's a few big names in there written matter mm. syndicate but uh but yes so yeah, a bit of a uh, acid test second up for No White Flag. And, yeah, we'll find out a bit more about this fellow on Saturday. Race two, Tab Touch West Speed Platinum Series. This is heat three. Uh, we've had uh, one and two, obviously. This is the final heat before the $100,000 West Speed Platinum Series final. Winterbottom Stakes Day, November 27 at Ascot. What are your, uh, what are your thoughts on, on heat three? I thought this was, this was a little bit on the, the thin side. It was a funny sort of race. Yeah, it was. It's a uh, speed map wise was quite interesting. Mm. Did you with the claim? Um, interesting. The Apple snaps is up to fourteen hundred meters for the first time for a new uh, for the new training combination. The uh, the masters of the tried horse in Chris and Michael Dan Jimmy. Um, yeah, they snaffled. They snaffled Apple snaps up uh, online digital sale for forty five thousand. Yep, um, I, I feel like that's. I feel like that's probably about right. I yep. think Lindsay Smith was probably under the impression he got as much out of it as he could. Um, and you're, once you're up to a 75 roadie, you're sort of, as you can see, it's got 62 and a half in a 58 plus. So it's sort of, it's career from here on, you'd think is 66 pluses and above. And maybe Lindsay just didn't think it was a 66 plus horse. Um, but you'd think from the widest gate with Kesh on, they'll look to go forward. But you do have to keep in mind, Apple Snaps is a horse that hasn't jumped um, at many of its career starts. It's naturally just had to go out the back because it hasn't been able to accelerate. So um, I, I presume the plan will be to go forward, but 
Whether it can jump or not, uh, we'll see on the day. I, I look. I I think they should be trying to lead on Snippy Miss. It's it's a horse that's not winning. Like mm. just just go back to when it did win. Just just try and lead on it. Good point. Uh, there's Good no point. there's yeah. no way in the world I'm going to be backing Snippy. So I'm just thinking from a tactical point of view, I wouldn't just say, see what happens. I'd just be saying, look, just try and lead this at all costs, like with an easily in play, just have a go, just try and lead this. So that's what I'd be doing with Snippy Miss. But besides that, Audi La probably rolls forward from an awkward gate, but it's it's questionable speed, isn't it, BJ? Yeah, I sort of, I didn't really consider that Snippy Miss uh, option, but that uh, that makes sense. I had Audi La and Apple Schnapps pushing forward from their high draws, trying to cross and find the top and yeah. the outside leader. I think that, that makes sense to me because – other than Snippy Miss, I mean, who's led before? So yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I think Tiger moved down the bottom. The maiden yeah. can show a little bit of pace potentially, yeah. Um, but yeah, we're, we're stretching, and I, I don't think there are too many. Um, look, I, I don't know how it's going to be an interesting what this market does late. Holy Enchantment's obviously the best horse in the race. Yes, big big red flags when you've you've tried twice, but that was two two months ago. You're fresh over the fourteen hundred from Barrier Two. Might get. Um, a few back the fence. I, I, just for me, at around 380, Um, I think he's around that quote at the moment. It's a, it's a type of horse, despite him being the best runner in the race, I'll probably look to just to risk him. You just want to see him first, you yeah, know? Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. and, and, and see how he goes. But um, look, I, I'm going to go with the, the Geraldton visitor. Uh, well, he's Ashley Maley. He's not really a Geraldton visitor, but he's uh, he's Gin- been Gingin. huge in Geraldton. Jinjin, Jinjin, but he's been flying in Jero. Um, and the bigger thing that Megadon's learned to do uh, very recently is learn how to jump the gates. He, yeah. he'll, I, bet you he's in, I bet you he's in front after 30 metres. Obviously, Pike will hold and let something go, but he'll probably land 1-1. One, one. Um, like that last win with Jet Stanley, that was a weak race. It's better than it looks. The, the prior win against Real Passion was just soft as butter. Yeah, um, and then if you look at the, the – if you go four back, Mitchie Pateman's at 3D the trip when beaten by Star Aurea, who flies at Jero, who got the dream rails run, and then they dropped him back to the 1,200, and he was against a couple of sharp sprinters and flooded like he's doing everything right. He, he lands in the perfect spot. I don't think this horse has ever been going better. While his last two wins were at the mile, I think the 1400s, his pet trip. Um, look, he's he's far from a star, but you're going to put William Pike um, right on the pace on a horse that's going well, on a horse that accelerates when it's asked to. In the 1-1 one, um, one as well. Yeah. In the 1-1. One, one. One. Exactly right. So Megadon's the, the one for me here, BJ. And um, yeah, I was $3.90. So um, I'm still holding off though. I think Betfair might even provide a, a better opportunity of a bet late. Yes, I can uh, I can concur with Megadon. He, that win two starts ago, I think it was Brad Willer. I think he landed mm-hmm. in the 1-1, didn't he? He sort of just dominated the race from there and uh, made it back-to-back with uh, Apprentice Jet Stanley on last start and um, W. Pike hopping on board. Can't go wrong. I This horse is... Winning record surprised me. It's only got the two wins next to its name, but I feel as though it's a much better horse than that. Beat the bro. Um, is one of those sort of funny thoroughbreds that can sort of find trouble when you least expect it, and that was definitely on show first up midweek at Belmont the other day when held up, basically stopped dead mm. in its tracks, uh, first up in that Class 5, 1,200. Uh, got out when it was all over and somehow managed to close uh, to a length and a half behind Island Missile, after having no momentum. So for Beat the Bro to pick up and sprint like that uh, under those circumstances was, uh, yeah, pretty pretty telling. So I feel as though Beat the Bro has competed at a higher level than this 
than, than yep. most mm-hmm. of these in this race. If um, Kiryu can can find a suitable running position with uh, with Beat the Bro from from a half a sticky draw gate eight, then I think Beat the Bro is going to take a heap of beating on Saturday. Yeah, I think you're bang on. That's yeah. uh, that's definitely my uh, major concern with Meganon. I've I've got very little between them in my market, um, and yeah, I'll be very happy saving if there's a little wobble. I'm, I'm I'm hoping that a horse like Holly Enchantment sort of overbet on on what it is, or even Apple Schnapps, Apple Schnapps um, yeah. could could be overbet type thing, and and we get the opportunity to to back and save. But um, yeah, beat the bro. It's probably a good thing beaten last start actually. Yeah, um, yeah. behind Island Missile. So, but I have been a a beat the bro victim many times <laughs> uh, in the past. VJ well, and, I reckon uh, I reckon there's a few in the same. I'm boat. drawing <laughs> I'm drawing very thin on uh, on beat the bro, unfortunately. So you say uh, yeah, he's just, two from, he's two from yeah. twenty two. Beat the bro. He feels like he's a better horse than that. Two from 22. He's, so. he's Richie Benno, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. Richie Benno, he yeah. He certainly is. But uh, maybe, yeah, maybe a- it's uh, this is his prep where he just uh, – where he just uh, starts to put a few together, but um, but yeah. If you're, if you're a smart place punter, you, he's 15 from 22, though, and you're probably getting – even money a whole. Yeah. It's, it's probably actually like I, ne- I never think like that. That's not how I punt. But um, it, it probably makes a great deal of sense to double your money on beat the bro running a hole. But um, yeah, I won't be doing that. Shout out to friend of the podcast Liam Lachlan Lachlan from uh, Albany. He is saddling up Wild Fusion now. Just yep. historically, Guru Wild Fusion won this exact same race last year. So uh, before yeah, before going on to finish again. before going on to finish second, I think in the Westbeat final behind Glamour yep, Pact. Pact. So yeah, so Heat three last year he won and he's resuming from a good draw on Saturday. He's pretty honest Wild Fusion, so no surprise to see him uh, thereabouts when the whips are cracking. But I'm leaning towards beating mm-hmm. the bro to knock, notch up his third victory of his career. I'll go with Megadon, but uh, yeah, beat the bros. Definitely the major danger for me, uh, for me, BJ. And a big watch on what um, Holy Enchantment does in the market. Agree. Now, this is uh, things are really starting to heat up here, Terry. Mm. Race three, the Amelia Park handicap. No messing around here. This is a 1272 plus. We have Will Chino versus Triple Missile versus Secret Plan, as well as uh, a cast of uh, other very high quality horses in Hot Zed. Son of a God at his best. So yeah, this is this is only eight horse field, but uh, a cracker. And you imagine the winner of this race will 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 then head towards a uh, a uh, Winterbottom Stakes Group One Million Dollar Hail Mary in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, it's funny. You sort of look at the Colonel Reeves later in the day and you've got um, 15 runners, okay? Mm-hmm. So out of those 15, I think All Day Session and Graceful Girl are 79 and 81 Raiders. Mm-hmm. So if you chuck them in this, they're basically below everything besides, well, basically below the top four. So you got 15 already there. You, you'd think on a year like this, they're all going to progress to a winter bottom. It'd be, it'd be great. So there'll be one or two that drop out, I'm sure. Um but there's every chance that the 84 rating of, of Will Chano will probably get it there yep. already with, without having it to win this. Um, but uh, Triple Missile and Secret Plan on 76 and 79 ratings uh, will probably need to win this to, to – well, may need to win this to get in. Um, it's it's really interesting in that sense. So I Look, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we're seeing all three of these – horses race in the winter bottom in in two weeks time against each other and that'll become quite interesting because we can see here that will chino has got two and a half kilos more than triple missile and four kilos more than secret plan it'll actually get two off them 
um, as the mayor. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll actually carry two less. So it'll be a massive weight swing in Wilchino's favour. So, uh, look, this is just a, this is just a great race. However, you try to uh, try to decipher it. I'm, I'm sure the majority of people are going to be looking at at, um, at triple missile, and that's understandable. It was the it was the big eye catcher. Um, I was I was just to be honest, I was just impressed with Wilchino. Like, yeah. Horses shouldn't be able to, and I was I was big triple missile. Um, horses shouldn't be able to sustain that type of pressure and still be there at the end. And so there's obviously big question marks in the fact that Chris Pan will either have to breeze or even tuck in on Zeebel if Zeebel goes real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and then up to the 1,200 and then also the 60 kilos. So major question marks, but, geez, I reckon Will Chino is a proper horse. It's uh, it's doing a lot of things right. So Triple Missile is going to have to come from last and circle them. New jockey on. Um, I yes. can only presume I can only presume that Mitch has been told he can ride it in the – Winter bottom. Yeah, that's why. That's, that's why, why they're giving him a steer. Well. Yeah, because uh, Brad, no. Brad Willow obviously committed to Elite Street. Brad's lost a couple of nice rides on the card, actually, which I didn't completely understand the reasoning on, but that that one does make sense to some degree. Um, and then you got Secret Plan, who uh, is actually the way I'm going to go, BJ. Mm-hmm. So I've surprised myself, but look, I, I doubt I'll be betting in this race. I just think Secret Plan from Barrier One will get that soft run in, can peel out at the right time. While with the Easterly, uh, with the firmer track, the rail, the true triple missile is going to have to come from last and circle a couple of might might be behind a Platinum Bullet and a uh, and a Son of a God and those type of horses who I think are a clear rung or two below these. Yeah. Um, and if Pikey just steals the runs, I think Triple Missile will be huge again, but yep. Pikey might just win it on map, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah. But, I mean, just to give you an idea of what I think about this race, I've marked it 310 secret plan, uh, 340 Triple Missile, 360 um, Will Chino. Okay. So, right. yeah, flip a, flip a coin, flip a three-sided coin, basically. Right, right, yep. Yeah, I was two seventy triple missile, mm-hmm. three twenty secret plan, and yeah, uh, my- just a bit touch longer. Wilcino third fave Wilcino for me. Yeah, from a betting point of view, I'm pretty happy to um, pretty happy to watch the market unfold and hope that something gets belted. And like I, I will happily back triple missile if it gets out to four bucks. I'll happily back Wilcino if it gets out to say four forty. I'll, I'll happily follow the one that gets out and is the one that I believe is the outlier in the market. I, I just think it's three great horses. Wilcino, if you look at their pros and cons, Wilcino's got the pro of being in front of the other two with an easterly. Um, it's iron proof at the moment, and it it'll probably get a softer run here than it did last start yeah. because it can just park up or exactly right um and then obviously you got triple missile up to the 1200 a little bit of a weight swing um and that's obviously it's positives and then secret playing gets a softer run of the two and it hasn't clashed against them last time so we actually don't know how it measures up to those two um triple missile and secret plan have clashed in the past but i think this is a different secret plan this campaign like a completely yeah. different horse to so, be honest with you so it's important to note for for the listeners out there that even though it does say secret plan beaten dollar fifty dollar sixty five last start that was that was a complete mm. forgive run it was a false start race and what happened was the the only leader in the race was Paul Lee and he was the, he was the one that got scratched because uh, he couldn't be pulled up after the after the um, false start so he was a late scratching which took all the speed out of the race which then led to one of David Harrison's Sunny Silk led them up uh, Hot Zed come across the outside leader and that left Secret Plan exposed in the in the three wide line which is not his go so that, for me that was just you forget forget even went around when he was uh, on that occasion but. 
from this looks a much better setup like you mentioned terry gate one pike on in a small field it's he's just going to be stalking waiting he's gonna be lurking isn't he secret plan he'll be lurking yeah. exactly right yeah. he'll be uh yeah lurking i think i'll do a bit of lurking on railway stakes day just i'm looking forward to railway stakes day there, Jay. um yes no it's it's a cracking horse race it'll come down to not just the best horse but i think the best ride and, and track conditions will play a part here but, track um, conditions huge, i yeah. I think the winter bottom will be a better race if all three of them are in the winter bottom. I agree. I really, I, I really do believe that all three can potentially win the winter bottom. How they're all looking at the moment, it's just again. Let's just remember that this time last year, or maybe a few weeks ago last year, Elite Street and Celebrity Queen, who Cornell the race, had only one ratings races. Correct. Correct. That I is- think those horses like Stage Man. I think they're a rung below. Like I really do think they're Stage Man's no longer in that same. Um, uh, well, they are who they are, aren't they? We know. They are, we know. We know who stage That's man exactly is. right. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly right. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. yeah. Exactly right. So, but we don't really know uh, what the ceiling is for these ceiling. Horses. So triple. Yeah. I'm going triple missile again. Uh, this is if 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 the East Leads are howling and the first two leaders sort of um, bowl along and and stretch them out and win. It's going to be hard for triple missile. But I just that first up win was devastating to get to get as close as he did to Will Chino and the, and the last 200 that he ran the other day was incredible stuff. So he Lindsay Smith's got this bloke humming the smaller field. You're right. It's it, it, he really needs a hot Z or something like that just to drag him into the contest. Um, <laughs> but if he does get get sort of stuck behind uh, um, horses that are sort of just holding ground, um, then he's going to maybe get flushed and have to make – going to have be an even bigger effort to get over the top of him. But just the way he's tracking up to the 1,200, uh, this ADOS field, just I think triple missile might just have the turn of foot to zap him late. Should be a cracker. Should be an absolute cracker. I can't wait for it. All right. Race four. This is, a, yeah. this is another cracker. A Heineken three handicap. 66 plus over the 1400 meters plenty of chances in this but we have to uh i guess we have to highlight the uh the newcomer to the lindsey smith yard another one god has mm. chosen he has made uh, quite an impression in the lower grade since uh since uh coming to town after doing his early racing with neil lee part owner and breeder neil lee in uh, in albany um pretty impressive this fellow wasn't he two weeks ago god has chosen Certainly was. Well, there were big wraps around him even when he was with Neil Lee down in Albany. I think yes. he jumped to dollar sixty or something on debut, and uh, anyone well. Um, but yeah, since he's come up to Lindsay Smith, obviously a bit more polish probably being put on him by Lindsay. He looks a, a really serious horse. But again, BJ, a bit a bit like Triple Missile. Like I, I thought, got his chosen is one. I'd, I'm just going to continue to follow, and I. I would love to follow. It's just at the current price. It's probably a bit thin on a day where the Eastley's going to be in play again. What, what we, is he going to be right out the back? What are we talking price-wise? Let me refresh. I think he's about 220, 230, um, which, again, with the Eastley, it, it can make things very difficult. 210. So that's Oof. even better. The, short, the, shorter it gets, yep. the shorter it gets, the happier I am. So, um, look, I, I would have loved to have been on it if we get a fair track and it's a wobble or whatnot. But um, we really have to – it's a horses for courses thing. I think God has chosen is probably black type and God has chosen is going to be the best horse in this race. But um, this last start, you got to remember he won a race led by little flirt. Mm-hmm. Little flirt was always going to run last the moment it ended up out in front. Um, so this is a harder race and he might be back last and horses like ginger flyer, who has gone to another level, this campaign, like I've been, 
underpricing and probably been a little bit of a knock on ginger flyer. And I, I've now got to probably stop doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one is she's got to you who was huge last start. Can we, hang on. Ta- can we, can we pause for a moment? She's got to you. What, what was, <laughs> what, what yeah. was going on last start? <laughs> Have you read the stewards report? Yeah, I've read the stewards report. That was yeah. wild stuff. Can you tell, can you give the listeners uh, a bit of a bit of a insight? Oh, I put that down as a, that I just didn't understand. Sean Sean O'Donnell is he does that a fair bit. What was we'll, the horse we'll, he did that on we'll Pinjarra we'll talk- one day? Uh, Morton Runner. Um, yeah, it was Regal Poise. Regal Poise. Yeah. Regal Poise. Yeah. Regal Poise. Yeah. Yeah, it's on the list. Um, <laughs> yeah, Regal Poise. Watch the Royal. I, another one. And, and every jockey has their own traits, and sometimes it really works really nicely for him. But I, I we'll talk about money matters later. But the ride on money matters last start when it was bolting in behind him and not pushing out and letting Elite Street take his run when it had two legs yep. on it. It's. Yep. I feel like sometimes it, it just can be a touch lazy as a jockey and not. I don't know. And just once you feel like you're out of the race or you, you don't get going early enough, I don't know. It's just how I, I feel at certain times. But, um, yeah, he, in his defence, he did say he didn't feel the horse felt right and it came back and it uh, it was lame in, yeah. the, um, in the off four. So to, Jeez, to finish went, off like that. It went and, like a rocket considering it was lame. It went like a – yeah, it went like a, under hard – basically hard held as well. It was um, – yeah, it was quite incredible. But the, the big thing that um, she's got to you has that God has chosen may not have is tactical speed. Yeah. Um, so with MTA coming across very likely from 11 um, and Ginger Flyer from nine, the fact he's drawn eight could be a really nice draw to sort of suck up under them and get a spot right behind them. And if, and if Chrissy Parnham can can get off and going um, and, and have a – have a good head start on Pikey with God has chosen. He might, it might be really hard for Pikey to get there. It'll, it'll be the run of the race. Yeah. God has chosen will be the run of the race. Yeah. I have no doubt about that. It's, it's the best horse in this race. It's, it's the horse I want to be on. I want, I want to be on God has chosen, but I, I just feel like if we're going to start talking two tens and, and the prices we're talking about now, that's, um, that's thin. That's as thin as I want to be. And um, look, I'm more inclined to sort of almost play this in a back. She's got to you save ginger flyer. And, and mm. but um, at the current prices, nine fifty and ten bucks. To me, that to me that feels like a better play with the easterly um, coming at us. Yes, yes, I agree. You get you get the feeling here that God has chosen is going to swoop and win or swoop and just miss, right? Yeah. So if 100%. if he swoops and just misses, who is he just going to be missing? And and I think you found two of them. And I'm with you. She's got to you. That was just wild stuff. First up, and also, but we we know what she's got to you is capable of. It feels like this horse has had maybe like feet issues for quite a while now. I know this has been lots of different shoes trialed on her um and but but really when you go back through her form she's especially during in her three-year-old season she raced against some really good horses and and more than held her own and has a high has a high speed rating for the day that she won over 1400 meters at ascot i think tash faithful won on her one day uh captain chaos yeah very fast race very very fast race so she's got to you um again just turned four, so maturing first up run was too good to ignore. Drops three kilos. Chris Parnham hops on, so plenty of ticks there. Um, Beret's racing really well, trying her heart out, but that's four seconds in a row. That's six seconds from her last seven starts for Beret. So um, hmm. that's uh, yeah. So she's as honest as a day is long, but just can't seem to to get her nose in front on the line. One horse. I did want to mention, which I was really quite taken with its trial. First up, former mm. Eastern Stater was a horse by the name of Blinder. Uh, 
Lactar Ram, Ramoli rode this horse in the in the heat at Belmont and was just going to go straight past them, I felt, and then it got stopped in its tracks and Lactar just downed tools and gave it an easy time of things. Has weight, um, considering it's, uh, it's good, good Victorian performances, so it's got 62, Lactar on claiming two. However, I just I just like that trial and he's a bit of a watch horse for me, Blinder, first up on Saturday. Hmm. Oh, that trial was – even the first trial behind yep. this will be in a long way behind this will test you and um, – who's run second there? Uh, there's the Velvet King. Velvet King, uh, yeah. a long way in that trial too, but it was, yeah, a great trial as well. I think Blind is going to have a big career in uh, in WA, but I uh, looked to miss the kick on both occasions yes. to some yeah. degree. So yeah. if coming from last, it's going to be difficult. Even with the 60 against some of these nice horses, it's going to be difficult. But, um, yeah, I think that might be a nice little purchase. Just, just because there's got a bit of quality about it, Blinder. So, um, yeah, we'll see, see what happens there. But, um any love for Big Butter Boom up on top of the speed? I don't know about mile back to fourteen. What are your thoughts? Uh, I'm just yeah, exactly. That's that's a major negative for mm. me. But I'm pretty uh, pretty keen to look at if we're looking at the on speed runners. I think yep. Ginger Flyer and and others. The way Ginger Flyer shook off Fashion Queen, who I think is a really nice horse, the other day, and even. Ginger Flyer only beat um, Brother Paddy the previous start, who uh, would be a, a big price in this. Ginger Flyer got chopped out and had to pick up and sprint again underneath them after Holly took that sit behind Brave Call. Yep. That's a sign of a horse going really, really well. Yeah, we spoke, um, uh, we spoke about that actually. Uh, um, Holly Watson mentioned that um, it was all she, the horse had been sort of pigeonholed as a leader, find the rail in front and do your best from there, and that was sort of her uh, her only real option, but. Might have stumbled across um, some versatility just by the way the races have played out the last two starts. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if she doesn't try for the top here as much, but it looks to follow MTA yep. across and um, looks to tuck in. So, um, yeah, it'll be very interesting how that map uh, works out early because Big Butter Boom drawn barrier to three isn't actually all that quick. So, um, yeah, it'll be very, very interesting stuff. But, uh, look, all eyes on God has chosen, expecting him to be very hard to beat. But um, with the map the way it is and with the easterly in play, um, yeah, he might need a couple of favours. Very good. All right, let's take a break and because uh, it's time for the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind. Kieran, Kevin Evans, the champ, two-time champ, he's taking on Kyle Potsy Potter. Looking forward to this one, Terry. Have a listen. It is time for our Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind competition. The Mundaring has been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. If you get a chance, drop in, see the publican, Ian Butchie O'Connor. Say good day, let him know that you listened to the 1 1, your West Australian Racing podcast. Was up there on Sunday. Uh, terrific atmosphere, found the atmosphere up there at the Mundaring. Feed, flutter, froffies, it's all happening. So if you're in the neighborhood, make sure that you check it out. So last week, Kieran, Kevin, Evans, he made light work of his, uh, his good mate. Callum Robson, I think it was a 3-1 victory in the finish. So that's two on the bounce for Kev. This week, the man who wants to step up to the plate to take down Kev is Kyle Potter. Kyle, welcome to the 1-1. Thanks, AJ. Thanks for having me. Now, what's inspired you to have a crack at the mastermind? Is it listening to, to Kev over the last two weeks or has it been an itch that you desperately wanted to scratch? Oh, I just thought it would be an uh, easy option to go after Kev, so... Uh, yeah, we'll see how we go. <laughs> There's been a bit flying around on Twitter uh, lately, so this is going to be a very interesting clash. Kyle, tell us a little bit about yourself, mate. You are a Perth Racing employee about to start a uh, apprenticeship in turf management out there at, uh, at headquarters. 
Um, what's uh, what's your racing background, mate? Um, oh, not a huge racing background. Just uh, probably since I finished school, I kind of got into it through a couple of my best mates, Tommy and uh, Mitch. So Tommy yeah, Johnston and years. Mitch McClenny? Yeah, yeah. Previous mastermind. Previous mastermind wins. <laughs> All right, very good. Yeah. So, yeah, just last few years, they've kind of got me into it, and I've just bought into uh, oh, my second horse last night, actually. I think Terry's in it. So, um, see how that goes. Do we have a name, or is it Hush Hush? Uh, Halatorian. I don't I, I presume he's in it. Yes, yes, I have heard a little bit about Halatorian. Okay, very good. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. mate, it's a beautiful Perth mid-morning, I suppose. It's 1030 at the moment, what's uh, what's Ascot looking like and uh, what can we look forward to headquarters for the big champion Phillies Stakes Day this Saturday? Yeah, um, oh, Rail's going back through on Saturday. I'm currently at Belmont, actually. So okay. I'm working, yeah, working the races here today. But, um, no, it should be a good day Saturday, good weather. Um, no, tracks in good nick, so there it goes excellent 30 degrees coming up this Saturday so really looking forward to the big uh, champion for the stakes day this Saturday alright Cole Potter we better introduce the mastermind the dual mastermind Kieran Kevin Evans mate welcome back thanks PJ thanks for having me now last time we spoke you were finishing your final uni exam how did you go yeah good it was um, it was rather long um it was a 24-hour take-home sort of exam, so I made sure of the whole 24 hours virtually and, um, yeah, got it in just before midday on Friday <laughs> and, yeah, I could just kick my kick my feet up and, um, yeah, I was very relieved. Mate, ditch the books and get stuck into the form guide once you finish that exam, mate. So, yeah, exactly uh, right. as, as our dual mastermind, um, you're starting to, to get a bit of momentum. You take on Kyle Potter, trying to make it three on the bounce. Fellas, you both know how to play the game. Your names are your buzzers. To be crowned this week's mastermind, you'll need to be the first person to answer three questions correctly. All right, let's roll. Challenger, are you ready? Ready. Mastermind, are you ready? Ready. Three, two, one. As is customary these days, we'll start off with a who am I? While I was a superb racehorse, I'm probably best known for my efforts at stud. My racing style was one of sit and sprint, throughout my career, though the majority of my best-known progeny are now jump-and-run conveyances. I was trained by Graham Yule, and my biggest achievement was winning the 2012 RJ Peters Stakes. I finished ninth in the Railway Stakes 7. Kev. Kev. Machina. Correct. Kevin, off the mark quickly. (laughs) Uh, the, the rest of uh, Terry's Who Am I was Cockney Crew and No White Flag are two of my progeny who will go around this sad day sporting the same silks worn by my prized child, Fabergino, the correct answer, Machino. Okay, question number two. Who was the original trainer of Triple Missile prior to Lindsay Smith? Kyle. Kyle. Uh, Todd Harvey. Correct. Kyle is on the board. Potsy, up and about. It's 1-1. Next question. Chris Parnham has ridden Wilchino in six of her seven wins. 
Name the only other jockey to ride her to victory. Kyle. Kyle. Brad Willer. Correct. Two, one. Kev. <laughs> Kev, the pressure is on. Kyle has thrown down the gauntlet to our mastermind. All righty. Let's go. Let's go. Next question. Kyle, two. Kev, one. Two horses have won the champion for the stakes and WA Guineas in the last three years. Watch Me Dance was one. Name the other. Kev. Kev. Arcadia Queen. Arcadia Queen. His return serve, 2-2. Two, two. All right, gentlemen, here we go. Next question. Who rode Red Can Man to victory in the John Monash Stakes at Caulfield in July? Kyle. Kyle. Ben Mellon? Correct. <laughs> Kyle Potter, you are the WA Racing Mastermind. A 3-2 victory dethroning Kieran Kevin Evans. How does wow. it feel, mate? Potsy, you've done it. Oh, soak, oh, mate, soak. Potsy has just uh, he's I don't know what the markets were saying Terry's not with me at the moment so the, the markets would have uh, I would have imagined Kev would have gone in a firm favourite but Kyle Potter for the upset the new Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind congratulations Kyle and uh, Kev thanks for playing mate you got two masterminds a bit of redemption there mate a couple of those $100 vouchers I put in the post for you yesterday hopefully when you get up there and you drop in and see Ian Butchie O'Connor a couple of photos um, up there at the heart of the hills um, thanks again for thanks again for playing Kev no thanks thanks again for having me well done Foxy Oh, thank you, Potsy, you've joined your your uh, infamous, famous, infamous friends, Tommy Johnston and Mitch McClenny as master, mastermind 2.0 champions. Mate, congratulations. Now, very important, will you be available next Thursday to defend your crown? Yeah, I will be. I'll be, I'll be at Ascot probably, but I'll, I'll be fine. Very good. Well, just a warning to uh, to everyone out there that the uh, the original mastermind, WA Racing mastermind, Travis Murray, an encyclopedia on all things WA Racing, he has booked himself in to be the challenger next Thursday, Potsy. So this is going to be Ripper, Cole Potter versus <coughs> Travis Murray, next Thursday's edition of the 1-1. That'll be the Railway Stakes Day edition. Potsy, looking forward to chatting to you next Thursday, and we'll get that $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring out in the post this week. Congratulations again. Oh, thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. Good luck, guys. Thanks a lot. Thank you. And we are back, Terry. Before we start on Race 5, the RJ Peters Stakes, just wanted to, I was just scrolling through Twitter on our break, and um, it's been announced that uh, that Rory Flanagan has been located in Victoria. Um, for those of you who are not on Twitter, Rory is a tremendous UK form analyst, does a lot of work for Betfair. His stuff on Twitter is, is elite. The way that he covers uh, European racing, especially UK uh, thoroughbred horse racing, and um, he, uh, he was a missing person there for a couple of days but he's been located and uh yeah that's uh that's uh tremendous and uh relief to to all the people that um that uh, obviously his family friends and all the people that love him on twitter guru 
That is very good news. Sorry, I'm just um, got on Twitter to read it. She said that I'd been following that closely. Um, yeah, no, Rory. Uh, Rory's a yeah, very very astute, very uh, astute. astute man. Yeah. What he does, and that was uh, yeah, that was highly concerning actually. Yeah. So, what, what, um, no, very very good news. What I would say is things can get pretty hectic on Twitter, but um, we we met on via Twitter, Guru. The uh, we the one one wouldn't exist if it wasn't for that. Stayed there. If it wasn't for the uh, for the platform, um, and yeah. the, the, the one one lives on Twitter, and it's uh, it's been tremendous. It's a tremendous thing for live sport, for thoroughbred horse racing, and, and for building a community. But it can get pretty hectic at times. So so uh, so yeah, just uh, yeah, just take it easy on each other and uh, and be as kind as, as we possibly can because um, yeah, things can get can get pretty hectic there for for some people. But uh, much love to to Rory, and hopefully he can uh, he can he can get uh, back on fight, uh, to the job of looking after himself getting well and then finding us a few winners because there's none better than Rory Flanagan when it comes to the Euro racing that is for sure and certain race five Terry the RJ Peters stakes 1500 meters the uh the final lead up race to the railway stakes win and you are in uh, might not be the case this year because we don't have that uh, eastern states contingent coming across so some of these horses are likely to get a, get a start anyway, but uh, traditionally winning you in last year was won by Truly Great before uh, he went on to do truly great things um, by, uh, by uh, what did he win, a Kingston Town Classic? Kingston Town. And uh, ran second in the Perth Cup. So what are we thinking this year's edition of the RJ Peters States? Kissing all four cheeks, taking on Captain Chaos. Yeah, it's another small uh, but select field. Uh, I don't, I don't know whether it's just completely a two-horse two awesome. race. Uh, it was funny. I think that um, I didn't see any of the flux. I slept through all the flux, unfortunately. But uh, I think that, out of interest, Green Tab went up as favourite. Well, no, they went up two dollars seventy. Captain Chaos, three dollars real charisma, and four forty. Kissing all four cheeks. Wow. I reckon. A few of us wouldn't have minded some of the four dollars forty for kiss on all four cheeks. You um, snooze, you lose, Guru. Well, well, I couldn't. Yeah, that's not something totally accessible anyway, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but, but it was just uh, interesting how they did that. Uh, Real Christmas one that I, I guess they're hoping follows the truly great path, but I just don't see any of the same similarities or class in in Real Charisma. I know last start the race wasn't run to suit, but. Still probably entitled to a little bit more. And even if you look at the the first up victory um, against Beret, um, there was a sense of that race was nicely set up for yeah. the style, for the for the ride and everything. She's, so she's a nice, she's a nice she's horse, gonna, but uh, she I think this has nice come around, come around a bit soon for us. This is just her seventh start, and I think she's still a work in progress for mine, real charisma. But could be surprised. It is only a yeah, that's a, yeah, it is only a seventh start mm. as well. Actually, I'd sort of probably. I just pigeoned her. It was not that good, but there's probably time for her to improve. So I'm happy to have a share, Bob, if you want to get rid of it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, look, from a, from a speed map point of view, and again, looking at the easterly in play, um, I think I think one horse that can give a bit of cheek here is Cockney Crew from the mm. front, actually. And scratch last week. Uh, can you explain that scratching? Yeah, I've, got, I've got some notes here. It says here, uh, okay. the horse sort of cast its off four plate behind the barriers and then also cast its near four plate which resulted in a portion of the applied equithane being dislodged from that hoof. So the, the equithane was unable to be reapplied behind the gates. Unlike unlike shoes, they were unable to get that back on, and so Cotney Cree had to be scratched. But unbelievable. This, this horse, is this horse 
jinxed or something? What's, what's, what's Man, it's, 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 it's wild how much, Can you explain how much what bad luck this horse is? Has. Uh, I think it's just like a synthetic, is that synthetic horse filler? Is that what equithane yeah. is? Hang on, let, let me yeah. Google. You keep talking, I'll Google. Yeah, no, I have done, I have done the Googling. I was yeah. hoping you could just dumb it down for me in really, in real simple terms. I, I did the Googling yesterday. Uh, geez, so it says I, went, the, I went on the Google. You've been on the, on the Google on the Google machine. Yeah, I've been on the Google. Uh, so it says it's fast-setting urethane adhesive designed to bond uh, aluminium shoes to the hoof and to fabricate large and small hoof wall repairs. So yeah, so obviously Cockney Crew's having some issues with his feet, and the the equithane is just to bond it to make it a more the, make the shoe and the uh, and the feet a more more solid proposition. So it's obviously a very important. Um, adhesive there and unable to be reapplied in the time required behind the gates but springing mm -hmm. two shoes on on uh, behind the barriers is uh it's very on on brand for cockney crew unfortunately you know the last horse to do that mm -hmm. who mickey tutos <laughs> <laughs> oh dear <laughs> uh who have you got in the breeze here bj we've got cockney crew leading kissing all four cheeks can probably I've unless got... something's desperate to get in front and unless they go mad i think one thing kissing all four cheeks won't want is cockney crew to go six lengths above bench which they shouldn't need to do um and tag it because that could be a bit tiring for it but uh look kiss on all four cheeks follows cockney who's in the breeze i got looks gold you had that last night too. Yeah, but you were right. They just they were pretty hell bent on restraining. But I, I don't mm. know unless we see something from a Nerf Bosk or mm. uh, something a bit different from Platoon. Um, I mean, they're pretty. They're pretty. They're pretty content with the way that Son of Bacchus has been ridden recently. In the past, you've yep. you been able to roll forward on him and he's boxed on, but he seems a lot more. Has a, yeah, a lot more firepower when he's ridden quiet with cover. Uh, something's going to be left in the breeze by default, Guru. So who's that? Would that know. be real charisma? Maybe I'm not sure. Oh, uh, maybe uh, I don't know. There might not be a breeze. Of course, BJ. Yeah. I, I had Nerf Bosk there, but yeah. I don't know if Nerf Bosk has got the pace to go with Cockney Crew and and do that. So they, they, it might be single file until you've got one of them just stuck deep yeah. uh, midfield. Whether that's Luke's goal, whether that's just going out in barrier order, whether that is Nerf Bosk, mm -hmm. and instead of being in the breeze, is sort of like in fourth one yep. and off if that yep. makes sense yeah i understand um and, and f yeah look just just simply it, it's almost you know this is a good way to this race is almost like a trotting race for me yep. in that sense where you've got cockney crew should lead to like what, what we saw in that trial it should give a good kick here with yeah. the 54 it's an it's an 89 raider in a 90 plus so it's well placed um it should it should really give a nice kick and kiss an awful cheek should be the horse on its back jumping off when it wants to and it, it should be too good for for Cockney Crew and that that should be it like there there isn't much more to this race in in my mind Captain Chaos with the Eastley is gonna and giving kiss an awful cheeks two and a half for getting done last time they met is it two I think it's two and a half yes. last time they met yeah it, it's yeah it just all. All roads point to um, kissing all four cheeks, just parking on Cockney Crew's back, and um, yeah, it should be. It should be from last time. Clint had a really tough ride. This, this on paper, just looks like it should be a really straightforward steer. I agree. Uh, when the weights came out, it was fourteen in it with kissing all four cheeks drawing one, and you're like, oh, this is just an absolute dream for kissing all four cheeks after what happened last start, especially with Cockney Crew in the race, and um, and it's almost thinned out a little bit too much. Do you know what I mean, Terry? It's gone from the fourteen noms to the eight runners, and it has. It could. There is a. There is a world in which this could expose Kiss and All Four Cheeks, especially if Jade McNaught um, 
winds back the clock on Cockney Crew and really ups the ante from a mm. fit, from a fair way from home. So it's going to be whether if that does happen, whether Clint Johnston Porter can hold his nerve with kissing off or cheeks, bank himself in to be able to catch Cockney Crew, but without burning too much fuel in the process. So it could be a it's, very it's, interesting tactical battle. This it's funny, isn't it? Because mm. if that does occur and they take off um, with Cockney Crew from the eight hundred or so. Kissing all four cheeks, so we left carting the field up again in the yep. exact role they don't want to. They don't probably didn't want to do last start. So uh, yeah, a lot will come down to how they um, they go about it with Cockney Crew. But um, don't don't discount Cockney Crew being out of nick. Yeah, this either yeah. as well. I I wouldn't be surprised at all. I mean, I know Kieran uh, Kieran's always pretty bullish with uh, with Cockney Crew, but um, yeah, the, the trial spoke for itself. And um, with a big easterly in play, you're in on the minimum. You got a speed map to yourself. Uh, the horse behind you, we, we know, doesn't like to do bullocking work. Um, so yeah, if he's got Cockney Crew right, I, you, you're a brave you're a brave soul having having a bet on Cockney Crew here. I'd say, but um, look, I think there's probably worse bets. So. 15 16 bucks each way yeah yeah it's just yeah again it's a it, you're looking for maybe better bet fair late i mean uh, i don't know just i suppose it depends what the track's doing i mean if, it, if yeah i think yeah. if we see no white flag put them away and if we see um one or two others sort of play out in that particular manner then no i think there'll be a little yeah. a little move towards yeah, it you're um, probably how, right. how did you mark the race i was two dollars uh, I was two forty kissing all four cheeks. I probably could have been shorter, but I, uh, exactly as you just described, I was a bit concerned that Jade goes for broke really early and kissing all four cheeks is left doing some tough work. But to me, it looks like a trot race. So I was two forty kiss. Uh, I was five fifty captain. I could have been longer. I reckon captain as well. Okay. It looks a really sticky map, and I was eight. I was only eight dollars company crew. So I, I just feel like if, if one of them, I don't feel like Luke's Gold Platoon, um, Real Cruise, and Rosanna back is going to out sprint Captain can they, Chaos. Yeah, can they win? Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. So that's 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 the winner from there. If it does turn into a bunch on the bend and cap down the outside, then Captain Chaos is probably your winner. If it turns into something nicking it from the front, it's Cockney Crew. And if it turns into the way the race looks like it's going to shape out, and the the winner, I suspect, it's kissing all four cheeks from the the back of the the leader. So I was I was um, two two fifty three fifty two fifty kiss on all four cheeks three fifty Captain Chaos. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. a bit tighter than me. Yeah. Um, so I was pretty. Yeah, I got. I was like. Where are we? I was eight dollars real charisma. What price real charisma were you? You'd be bigger than that, wouldn't you? Uh, seven eight. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was seven. I, I was sixteen. I probably, probably have to make that me lay of the day now. Since yeah. it's four bucks, I know. Yeah, <laughs> that's what that's what you want to do. Lay a, a Bob Petersauce from Barrier Two with your bike <laughs> on the minimum. That's just that's exactly what you want to get. Yeah. So no, I I picking up what you're putting down there, mate. Like the the best of Cockney Crew is uh, it's just it's just a. It's just a day-to-day proposition with this horse, isn't it? Like he, um, mm-hmm. I mean, I think he was in the. He did accept for a railway stakes once upon a time. Then he was scratched on race morning. He, he'll um, probably go to the railway if he wins, yeah. on, or if he if he runs all right, he'll yep. probably go there next week. Why? why Imagine he? him marching um, them along in a railway. That'd be a sight. So. Well, Western Empire would just be tickled yeah. with that. I'd yeah. suggest like yeah. that'd be exactly what they want. But it's got a little bit of. 2019 BJ and Peter McCormack will remember this race fondly because he's gone on Betfair and laid Mississippi Delta's gone up about 253 bucks and he yes. said I'll put up four or five and um, I was like that's a smart lay and Mississippi Delta won the race um, it was something like threes out to tens or elevens yes. and so that's a that's a genius lay and I remember people getting on there going geez you cooked that I'm thinking well, no he actually got it bang on the horses started double the price he's probably laid it off and made a little profit there 
Um, well, it would have become a bet for him, wouldn't it? So yeah, yeah. exactly, hundred percent. But yeah. it has a, it has, it would have to have that type of feel. But you have to remember that 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 RJ Peters was horrid. I think Platoon um, was a good platoon, thing. Beat, wasn't it? Platoon that, that, was a good thing. Beat yeah. in second. Then you had Tomasa flow neurological heart starter, Imaginica Sharp Bob. It was a pretty Ooh, pretty Bob. thin old, pretty yeah. Sharp Bob was stiff. I think. Well, yeah, um, I didn't realize he compared to black type. Sharp Bob. Yeah, I don't know if it was overly warranted, but he uh, <laughs> he was there. So um, yeah, Mississippi Delta was the. It was just a, an ugly run race. It was the last sort of one of those pike rides where he just lets everything unfold yes, and that's right. as yeah. a final crack at him. But um, yeah, I don't know if we're seeing that again against some proper horses here. Okay, yeah, I th- I'm pretty I'm pretty confident this is the race for kissing on four cheeks. Clint Johnston Porter will be oh, he'll be dead set very. Very keen to make amends after after last start. Watching that race, just quickly watching that race last start, it must have been it would have been hard for him to go back and look at the replay when you consider that I think platoon jumped from eight and landed behind Western Empire and um, in the run, one off, and then um, Kisserov Vortex jumped from seven and ended up having to lead them up. It's just those very, it's just those moments in racing which can change the whole mm-hmm. complexion of the uh, the way that the race is run. And if Kisserov Vortex comes out half a length slower rather than going forward, I imagine he probably tries to to tuck in. But um, Clint will have uh, learnt from that. He, he, I'm sure he's got a greater understanding of what Kisserov Vortex's capabilities are and what you. What she likes to uh, what she likes to do, and I think he's going to make amends from gate one. I think she's just going to follow the rail, peel, and uh, I think he might be able to get it done quite comfortably on the line. Yeah, I'm with you. I th- yeah. actually agree. I think yeah. it is uh, he and she should be able to get it done quite comfortably with the way this race looks on paper. All right, race six, the C Corp Ascot Gold Cup. This is a dig deep less Ascot Gold Cup guru. It is. Um, hey, we were heading there, and you've you've uh, you've pulled the ripcord, abandoned ship, straight to the railway. I'm quite happy about that. So we would have ended up with 59 kilos from Barrier 12 on a um, on a day with uh, the big Eastleys in play. So I I think we've pulled the right rein. Look, if we ran, say we came out, ran a bolter and, and flashed into third, we would have got 11 grand. If we run 10th in a row, we get 10 grand. So if you think about, to be honest, it's not about the prize money. You couldn't care less about the prize money. It's just about having a do the math. a runner in a railway <laughs> stake. Especially, he's a he's a big he's a big he's a bigger. Uh, He's a big game player. Anyway, let's talk about Dig Deep in seven days' time, BJ. Do the maths, mate. Hey, um, just re- just recalling last year, horse by the name of Too Close to the Sun on a wet mm. Ascot track, won by about five or six lengths in the Ascot Gold Cup a week later and second right. inspirational girl in the railway stakes. Interesting. Uh, Maricino is one. Taxigano, they're, they're the top of runners that may look for the backup. Yep. Um, it would be more. I don't think anything here can play a, a serious part in a in a railway stakes. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't begrudge something winning this and going bugger it. Let's back it up next week. I know they like to space Mister Delegator's runs, but yep. he's one that they could look to to back up off seven days. But there's probably more suitable races going forward. I would suggest, uh, but sometimes it's about having a bit of fun in the game as well. I used to, I used to I remember when I was a younger fellow, I used to pick on people. Why would they put their horse in that race? It's going to be hundred to one, and now I completely understand. So you've, yeah, you've, um, uh, you've got owner, yeah. owner's syndrome. Terry? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was I was definitely a dickhead in my early twenties, <laughs> so I'm probably still out on suggest. So not a not a great deal has changed. Um okay. Are you ready to discuss this race, BJ? I am. Let's do it. Okay. I thought I lost you there for a sec. Yeah, um okay. So this looks a another race that looked a pretty uh straightforward speed map to me. Mr. Delegator rolls forward. 
um, and you have no, you're not sure. I just read a little article. It's um, where they've interviewed Toddy Harvey, and um, they like. They said he said they liked the space he runs, but didn't mention a setback or anything. But 35 days, that seems. Um, to me, that is – I thought it was four weeks. And yeah, I, tried to I did the too, mental maths. Yeah. I tried to do the mental maths. In 28 days, I thought, oh, that's okay. But 35, there were there have been suitable races um, in the last two and three weeks where they could have gone two and three into this or three and two, if you know what I mean. Um, so the five weeks uh, does worry me a little bit. But we don't know of a setback. No, not not, not to my knowledge, Guru. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know if he has been – did he – I'm pretty sure he's been nominated a couple of times. So I'm mm. not exactly sure. I know okay. Todd Harvey is adamant this horse is a 21-day specialist. I think his record suggests that as well. But um, mm. maybe they just wanted to get him to the Ascot Gold Cup and, and they wanted to get him there, you know, have to be 21 days plus and maybe this was the only way. But I agree the 35 days has to be a concern. Yeah, it certainly does. I think I would have marked him favourite um, had it been off 21, just with the map and and as we've discussed, the prevailing conditions of the day. Um, but I uh, I really liked the run of Midnight Blue um, first up. Um, got stopped in its tracks on the on the pegs and picked up and sprinted again. It was a bit like Comfort Me first up. It we was, yeah. Obviously, followed, Very followed a couple of starts after that and I wouldn't have probably associated Midnight Blue with a – stop in your tracks and pick up and sprint type of horse, if you know what I mean. So he's every campaign, he'd come back, he sort of progressed again and progressed again, and he might have progressed again here. Um, I guess the worry is, and, and the way you get beaten with Midnight Blue is from barrier three, he's not the best beginner. So he's probably probably a few back on the fence and, and Mr. Delegator gets to the front and he he's absolutely brilliant. his little break and he might be he might simply with an easily just be impossible to catch from the top and that's 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 the worry here but um look i'm always happy to take on a horse of 35 days and for that reason um i'm pretty keen to have something on midnight blue bj me too ah you're with me me too yeah was it the 35 was that would mr delegator have probably been for you hard to go past off 21 days? Yeah, I think so. And he, he still might end up being a bet, Terry, like if, if, mm-hmm. the, if the the track's sort of on fire um, and it's just like, oh, well, Mr. Delegator is going to be really suited. So, um, But I've been tracking Midnight Blue for quite a while. He was an early Perth Cup prediction last uh, season. He ended up getting there via ratings races and he ran a tremendous third. He was beaten a fair way, but still he ran third behind Nerf Boss. Did truly great. Truly great. <laughs> did, did truly great. Don't know. I swear trying, I did. Still trying to wait for a correct weight on that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so if it's to see, typical Bob, he's just like, you know what, I'm just going to give Midnight Blue basically a year off, best part of a year off, give him a couple of trials. Mm. That first up run was what like that was way too like he was entitled to probably finish a nice nice sixth seventh eighth something like that after being stopped mm. in his tracks pick up again and hit the line as well as he did on the fence between runners with weight pike goes on i think yeah i'm with you i reckon this horse is, is, is going to take his racing to a whole nother level reckon he's a massive perth cup chance this time around and from three with pike on there's a few horses that are just probably just going to fall back so even if he's half a length slow out, Midnight Blue still might be able to hold a midfield running position and um, have be, be potentially close enough to Mr. Delegator. If my inkling is correct and Midnight Blue's ele- elevated his game and come back a more serious, more furnished, more mature racehorse, and I think he has the jets, the, the motor to uh, get over the top of Mr. Delegator late. Yep. 
I'm a, I'm a hundred percent with you there. I think he won. Um, it's it's nice when because there's a possibility he's going to have to look at a rails run or going through horses, and he won in very similar fashion for Lactar Ramoli. Second up last campaign, I think we're all on actually. Yep. Um, so it's nice when they potentially have to win in a similar manner again. You know they can do that. Like some horses need quite run. Some horses love coming down the outside. Some need to simply be out in front bowling along. He's proven he can actually pick up and sprint on a on a rail, which is something which uh, you wouldn't associate with most stayers. Um, so that's a, a really nice trait to have. He's probably your Perth Cup elect at the minute. Pure devotion will, will, will push that way. Um, but, yeah, he's probably uh, he's probably just about, yeah, um, the early Perth Cup elect, I would suggest, with the way his career is tracking and his trajectory every uh, every campaign, how he's going. Um, there's a couple of – I mean, if you're looking at it each way, but there's a couple of, couple of nice – potential plays here, I think, as well. I mean, Taxigano was one of the runs of the race in the Northern Cup. Um, a big thing with Taxigano is always suited to wildly hot run affairs yeah. and just being the last man standing. And he's probably better <laughs> off he's probably better off three deep no card than leaders back. Like he'll probably be here. Like he's genuinely a better horse. Well he won this he won this race two years ago, didn't he? He did, and where yeah. did he sit the whole way? He, he was wide three deep. Yeah. I think he was three deep. No, and where, where did he? Um, I think so he might he, have even been headed, and he come back and won actually. Oh, he's he's nails. Force, he's, forceful, maybe something like that. Yeah, mm, um, yeah he's, he's he's tough as nails. Older. Taxi Garner, did you? Well. He was going up and down on the spot at the two hundred, and he was given Jade. Was it Jade Bernard on last start? He was. Uh, yes, it was. He was giving her a torrid time. He was laying in. She just couldn't get him out. Would it, yeah, like uh, I think, think in a perfect world, she probably would have just lo- preferred to have followed um, Luke's gold and Captain Chaos in the Northern Cup rather than try to go back inside. Mm-hmm. But she's ended up eventually extricating and getting him to the outside. And then he's come from, I don't know, six lengths off him to be beaten two and a half on the line. It was, a, it was yeah, Taxagano of old. He uh, wound back the clock. We're talking about um, trot races. I mean, Mr. Delegator leads. Taxiano probably comes across and stalks Mr. Delegator everywhere. Mr. Delegator should be given a good kick yep. um, unless he's lost all of his fitness, which I'm, I'm sure Toddy wouldn't have let occur. Um, Taxiano should be getting every chance yes. to go past him. He, he really should. Um, I, think, I think that's one, probably the worst horse Mr. Delegator wants to see eyeballing him at the top of the straight, isn't it? Oh, Taxiano, yeah, ex- bloody hell. Exactly, exactly mm. right. And then um, the other one, and I think he probably ends up being left in the breeze is Maricino. That run in the Northern Cup. Well, first up, I thought the run was super um, behind Kissing All Four Cheeks yep. with uh, with weight. And then in the run, the Northern Cup, where you really wanted to be off speed, um, I thought he stuck on really, really nicely. Yeah, I like that. Chaos. That, was, that was a good, good prep run, wasn't it? Yeah, it certainly mm. was. So he looks like he's tracking nicely towards a Perth Cup, I would presume. And um, look, for just the, the down point for him with me uh, was the fact that he will be likely in the breeze is where I had him, BJ. Probably in the breeze. I, was, I wasn't certain on that. I thought maybe a horse like Ukgard Loki might work, work forward potentially yep. and give him a bit of a smother, but that's a yep. sort of 50-50 there, yeah. Yeah, exactly right. So just it was just a bit sort of a query on the map and whether he perhaps needs one more. And some of these, while they're on the minimum, and he's he's earned those points with those wins. And while they were nice wins, um, I think some of these will earn those points and get to that rating. So that, that little weight swing and the softer run, you're going to see a horse like Midnight Blue get could be the difference, I think, um, with Maricino. But uh, yeah, Midnight Blue. But well, I'm 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 arming and ahhing what to do for a, a bet price here. BJ, what, what have you marked Midnight Blue? $4. 
Four dollars. Okay, yeah, I was three sixty. Um, again, I, I reckon I would have marked uh, Mr. Delegator and Midnight Blue both about the four dollar forty yeah. mark. Had it not been the thirty five days, but I'm I'm three sixty to five twenty five forty type thing. So um, yeah, it's, a, it's the umming and R type effort. Whether you, you take the early price or you can wait and see on the day, there is a few backable runners here. So I don't think that the price will. Um, disappear too quickly okay yeah so we're aligned here with midnight blue the uh only other horse i'd like to mention is temptation she's uh she's a oaks place getter wa derby place getter really good ascot 1800 meter horse is drawn to get a lovely trail which she which she enjoys for and chris parnham rides her really well so she'll be finishing off Mm -hmm. strongly but um still think that uh midnight blue and mr delegator will probably beat her home but she's in the mix for the placings as well yeah, hundred percent. It was just the weight swing that Mister Della, yep. sorry, that uh, Midnight Blue. Yeah, even though Lacta claimed the two, Temptation still meets Midnight Blue. I think it's four yep. worst off for that run here. So for me, that was just uh, a little bit too much. Plus, Midnight Blue, I think, will take more out of the run than Temptation will going first to second up. So, um, yeah, going to bank Pikey to be hopefully in sixth would be nice. If you can land yep. six, sort of three back, uh, Mister Delegator gets a little bit of pressure from Maricino and a couple like that. Perhaps it's the uh, the thirty five day break tells over the last fifty, and um, I reckon Pikey can um, can sail past them on the minimum. Agree. Race seven is the Euros Hartley's WA Champion Philly Stakes Group Three for the uh, over the mile. It's a two hundred thousand dollar race. Realistically, in the market, suggests it does look to be a two horse race. Bazoom versus Search and Rocks. Is this a genuine two horse race, Terry, or can you see a third or fourth option? In this uh, twelve horse field, <laughs> I can see a third option. Can you tell me? I'm 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 well, I'm, I'm being optimistic here and suge- <laughs> <laughs> suggesting the Luke Fernie trained runner Saddlecloth number eight oh, uh, could be uh, could be the uh, the target of strong support on uh, on race day. Oh look, I, I definitely won't be the target strong support. <laughs> I look, I I actually don't mind him throwing her in here. Actually, I, I I'm against. Going into, well, I prefer. Man, you've got your owner's hat on, your big tops. <laughs> no, well, this, as you said, after the top two, it's pretty thin. This yes, America has drawn the widest yeah. gate. It took the entire straight to get to JD. Um, uh, it's a pretty thin version after the top two. Like it really, really does thin out. Yeah. I think that. Um, I think last time we were second up, we've we've parked deep the trip and we've run second in a Magic Millions, a quarter million dollar race. Third, sorry, in a Magic Millions and a quarter million dollar race. So, look, Luke. I'm going to back him in the fact he's got a really nice opinion of the horse and the fact this map looks great because I initially mapped Search and Rocks probably having, I didn't think they'd want to be in the breeze, but I thought they'd just end up there. But now they've said they're going to try and yeah. make it colder. Yeah. Um, I don't know where they end up with Search and Rocks. It's going to be a yeah, it's going to be a tough old and sticky old ride there for Kira. So, look, Champagne don't will lead them up. It's Champagne- interesting that they came out and said that this stage of the week, don't you think? Well, you could tell that... Uh, you could tell that Bazoom got to Search and Rocks so quickly because Search and Rocks wobbled the moment there wasn't a horse in front of it. Like, yeah. Really, she just wobbled. Yeah. The fact yeah. she came back and ran second showed that she was how well she was actually going because um, it looked like she was just gone at that point. Yeah, um, like she was out on her feet, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but um, no, I do like the fact that Be Optimistic gets a really, with the Eastley in play, it's a really nice map for a roughie. To be honest, um, if, if, if you're going to have a rough in a race like this, so that, that's that's the positive for me. He's a big, he's a big lad. Luke's got a, a pretty big opinion of him, and um, yeah, no, I'm she. Sorry, she's a she's a, a big girl. 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. Dan Pierce would like, if he listened to that, he would absolutely thoroughly enjoy that. I remember the time I went to the stables and I said, is that dig deep? And it was Angelic Ruler. Um, it's about half the size. Um, I'm an absolute shocker in that sense. I wouldn't be able to do Pete Anthony's job, I don't think. Um but uh, look, uh, yeah, no, I reckon we can. Uh, I reckon we can run top five. I reckon she can run a, a nice race on top of the speed. Mate, if but, you uh, can, sneak, is, if you can is... somehow sneak into third, that's Group Three Black Type as well. So, very handy stuff. Yeah, hundred percent. I um, I don't think it's an impossibility either. So, um, I don't think it's a huge possibility. Either, but, but look, we'll 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 see. I know. Um, I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to it because I I think Bazoom's immoral. Yeah. Um, but the, the two bucks isn't going to get me. So I'm really hoping Bazoom trades like a dollar eighty, and I can just watch a race like an owner and watch a to my horse go around a two hundred thousand dollar race and and have a bit of fun. But um, yeah, I think Bazoom. Yeah, I just look if Searching Rocks drew five. And if it was five seven, and seven, seven yeah. that's interesting. That's interesting. But the fact that it's drawn underneath it, like I, yeah, I just, Bazoom's just gone another level. The first few runs, I, I gave it a bit of a knock and I said a bit of a pretender, but um, it just took a few runs to to find her best. And um, yeah, I think only bad luck beats her here, BJ. Yeah. Yeah. Very ex- explosive, wasn't she? In the, um, mm. in the Burgess Queen Stakes. And even beforehand, that 1200 meter win at Ascot's ended up being a ripping reference. I mean, Knocked off hardly ever, who was a bit of a spruik horse at that stage, but ran 110 for the uh, for the 1200. That was a very fast gallop. Devoted ran third that day. I thought Devoted was a really, really good eye-catching run in the Faritha last start. So I think that was last Saturday rather. And um, yeah, and then Bazoom was sort of travelled alongside uh, Treasured Star, who's one of the favourites for the Kingston Town Classic and the WA Guineas. And she out-accelerated Treasured Star. They were both going for the same gap and she got there first. So... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, pretty exciting stuff on, on that occasion, and I think. Um, but I, I won't. I must say that if Kira can somehow tuck in behind Bazoom and uh, get get in the slipstream, and maybe Bazoom gets dragged out of her comfort zone in some way, shape, or form, then Searching Rocks is a really, really good, high quality filly. Um, she just got exposed on that really, really hot speed. Um, in the uh, Burgess Queen the other day, and got left a bit of a sitting sitting duck for the big closes. But I don't know, like. That Belgravia Stakes win was excellent, knocked off It's a Ray Day. Uh, she's done everything right, but you're right, Bazoom just it does look a sweet setup for her. She's going to be in front of Search and Rocks. Can Search and Rocks come from behind Bazoom and knock her off? I don't know. Not not the way, not how strong Bazoom was at the finish at 1400. So I can see exactly what you're what you're thinking. But I'm with you as well. I think the price isn't isn't bet worthy. Even money, dollar ninety-five, best available at the moment. Yeah, I, I was actually two dollars on the dot to Zoom. So yeah. look, two, two thirty, two forty, bit of search and rocks money might surprise me. But um, yeah, it, it will be if if search and rocks is to win the race, it'll be it'll be Kira Yule that uh, wins the race. I think she'll have to exactly as you said, she'll have to find the back of the Zoom stalk and um and get the final crack. But uh, just one runner to keep an eye on. I'm not I'm not going again. But uh, Hoyan, the form of this campaign is zero zero zero. Uh, his first her her come on Terry her first and second up runs they were um they were phenomenal. She was just held up behind horses when she was absolutely bolting. And and last start she's uh, if you listen to him straight off the road, she's choked down. She's 
just choked down badly. I mean, we're probably not going to keep on forgiving horses, but she now gets to meet these at level weights after giving them all significant weight in the past. Yeah. Um, if, if you're after something wild and they're making some ground, she's she's one that has had legitimate excuses when she's been travelling three starts in a row now. Um, but, I mean, yeah, it, it comes a time where you sort of forgiveness runs thin, doesn't it, BJ? 100%. The other two eye catchers in the Burgess Queen Stakes were My Fury and Desert mm. Vixen, $15, $23, best available respectively at the moment. I think both those these fillies are going to win their share of races moving forward. My Fury was a bit of a surprise packet the way that it let down late and Desert Vixen didn't get uh, didn't get a huge amount of galloping room in the straight, but I think um, I think there's a bunch of them, Hoi An included, and be optimistic as well. They're, uh, I think they're on the race for it. They're on the running for a third prize for mine. Thanks, BJ. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thanks for including us. <laughs> All righty. The Euros, Hartleys, Colonel Reeves, Stakes Group 3, 1,100 set weights and penalties. It's the final lead-up to the Group 1 Winterbottom Stakes. $1 million in two weeks' time. Elite Street looking to make a clean sweep of the Winterbottom lead-ups. He's gone bang in the Crawford Bang in, the, bang in the Prince of Wales stakes and people will be supporting him to do the same again. Three straight for the Colonel Reefs. He's just banging, isn't he? He's banging, all right. Dead He's just set. down, bang, bang, bang. Um, yeah, this is a race I'm going to personally uh, wait till the day to have a bet and see how the track's playing because um, the lead straight's really going to have uh, his, I got that right, so his work cut out um, if it's a major leader bias day from Mario 14. He's actually really well-weighted still. There's no issues for me with the weight. Yep. Um, but it's just uh, you don't you don't want to take $3.30 on a leader bias day about a horse-drawn um car park do you it's it's uh it's a bit of a it's a bit of an ask so um yeah really interesting race i wouldn't say it's the best colonel reeves of all time but there's Did it a surprise lot of different- you that we got 15 runners I, I never really recalled the reeves being such a big field i mean it's great well but, um, i mean yeah, realistically all day all day session graceful girl uh, plutocracy, they could all be running over in the um the 1200 in the 72 yeah. plus earlier in the day as well but um yeah, I, I think a lot of them probably act as to a degree. They probably act as little roadblocks to elite street because mm-hmm. um, you've got some probably lesser class horses there. So, But the problem is, I mean, I look on speed and I don't see who's going to steal it quite so much. I mean, the, the bet that I've probably come up with at the moment looking at the at the markets is money matters. Yep. Um, I think money matters can maybe stalk Mervyn. Uh, and from there, I, I, again, I, I mentioned it earlier, I thought Sean O'Donnell's right. It was just a little bit, he, he was stalking Indian Pacific and Mervyn uh, around the bend of the Prince of Wales. And he had the opportunity just to push out on the back of Indian Pacific and, and just put into the race. But he sort of just, I don't know, he just stopped riding at the top of the straight and just, and then Elite Street loomed up and he still could have pushed out. I think there was still room, but he, he's tried to go back to the inside. And I know ne- you never like a horse going back to the inside and, and trying to accelerate again through the inside. So I think he missed the trick in not just getting to the outside of Indian Pacific a bit earlier and trying to get, get off and rolling, you know? Um, so I really like Clint going on. Mervyn, if there is an easterly, there's no reason Mervyn won't give you a really nice kick. Um, into this as well. So if he can hold the back Be of Mervyn. Be optimistic, and, and Mervyn double. Well, unbelievable. Well, I, it's, it's funny. This this is the type of race that actually really, on paper, this really does suit Mervyn, actually. Yeah. It's, um, I, I, don't think, I don't think you can win. But this this is a, a really nice setup with the with the track conditions that we might see, that mm-hmm. we're predicted to see. Um, yeah, Mervyn's a horse that can always give cheek out in front. But I think if, yeah, if, if 
if elite streets jumping from there, you, it's you're brave taking the, the the three bucks potentially. I'd suggest, but uh, in saying that, if they're making some ground and because of the barrier, he drifts. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be afraid going that way. So a race I'll be playing late, BJ. Yeah, hundred percent. The it's got three wide line written all over it, isn't it? Elite Street actually, mm-hmm. they don't like him beginning well because he's got such a devastating sprint. They want him to conserve as much early, but he actually does have gate speed. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, he, he um, does. He, and he and he just travels into the race uh, on the bridle so strongly, so he can make up a length or two in the blink of an eye. So even if he's three wide line moving into the race with momentum peeling, then. If he's close enough, like the way that he finishes off, it's, I mean, are any of these good enough to withstand him? Do you know what I mean? Like it just, it feels like he's just got their measure, Terry. Um, yeah, 100%. It, it, it just comes down, it's sort of like God has chosen early. Yeah. I, I, just, he's, he, without doubt, it's the best horse in the race, but he might, he simply, he can run a, whatever his last 200 is, and you, but still you, might, not win, yeah. you might just, yeah, you just might be in a position where you can't win from that, just from how the race has been run. If he ends up in a three wide line and, that's led up by Riverboat. Riverboat, who's scratched recently, has gone a long way from home. He's yeah. going back on him. And then Mervyn gives a little kick and then Money Matters gets out, right? He might have to run a seven-length quicker last 300 than Money Matters. That's, he can probably run a four or five, but he might not be able to run the seven. It, it's yeah. it's just simply about how the race could be run. And, um, look, if he's if he gets a crack at him at the right time, it's 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 curtains, yeah. I'd suggest. Just, just basic um, maps, isn't it, really? What are, what are we doing? basic maps. Exactly <laughs> what are we doing right. with Graceful Girls? <laughs> What are we, th- uh, what are we doing with Graceful Girl? I'm I'm just going to continue to sit out on on Graceful Girl. I uh, um yeah, she obviously came again, hit the line nicely. Last that was a weird weird sort of watch, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, I'm going to stay out on Graceful Girl. It wouldn't surprise me if she if she gets up here, if Pikey can dig her up and hold a spot a little bit closer, utilize the barrier. But um, yeah, no, I'm I'm happy to to sit out on. Uh, on, on Graceful Girl, to be honest with you, Bo. Yeah, I went back through her profile and and all her her best performances are when she's been – when they haven't really gone – I think she's her best performance has been when she's been like three to four to five lengths below benchmark, below average early. And when you cop the kind of pressure – that she will that she did the other last start and what she did, and what she's likely to do on Saturday. I think that might bring her undone. Do you, do you know what I mean? So it's going to be interesting yeah, to see. Hundred percent. Just if she can absorb the tempo and still still finish she off. She almost needs a, sl- a slower run race, yes, doesn't she? Yeah. So mm-hmm. so which or is, further? Yeah, or further. That's a that's that's another mm-hmm. talking point. Interesting to see what the blinkers do to her on on Saturday and Pikes Pikes decide to stick with her. Chris Parnham on stage man, William Pike and stage man still uh, have a bit of a love hate relationship. I think mm-hmm. um, the, the the other run I wanted to touch on is one of my all time favourites, Red Cam Man. He's back in WA after a Victorian successful Victorian campaign. Uh, first up in the Reeves, Steve Wolf's been tossing and turning as to whether he was going to racing before the winter bottom, whether he was going to trial him, but I reckon he's pulled the right rein. I reckon this is a good option for Red Cam Man. He can slide across, mm. find a good spot on top of the speed, and peak Red, Red Cam Man is a top three chance in this for sure. The only thing that's that's happened with the um, with the wet winter and, and a bit of a delay in the, in the growing to the uh, Albany grass tracks has meant that they've been, the facility's been closed a lot of the time for Steve to get grass gallops into his, into his, um, good horses, if you know what I mean, Terry. So, mm-hmm. uh, few of, few of the wolf horses a little bit 
behind mainly due to the fact that he hasn't been able to get the work into them um, due to facilities really uh, down in Albany and he's had to sort of adjust to lots of beach work, lots of lots of different other um, methods to get their fitness up. So would have loved to have seen Red Cam Man coming into this race off a trial, but that's not to be the case. But look, looking forward to seeing how he goes. I think he's probably just going to be gassed late. But if he's uh, if he turns up breathing fire like the Red Cam Man that we that we know and love, then he's a top three chance for mine. Yeah, hundred mm. um, percent. I've. It's the way I am and the way I go about I always – I'm not saying this is an afterthought, but it's 77 days since his last start at the in the Memsey over in Caulfield. So it's sort of like we get him back, we patch him up, we get him back out there. So, I, yeah, yeah I, I tend to be happy to take horses on. If they beat me, so be it. Um, great, incredible training effort. And um, I won't tell Steve this to his face because I'm scared of Steve. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'll be I'll – be, I'll be, uh, yeah, I'll be looking around Red Cam Man here. Understandable. All right. So yeah, Leech Street for me, Guru. Final final thoughts. Uh, money matters. Money matters each way. Um, yeah, I think I think we'll get a, a good opportunity to have a look at the uh, at the track and how it's playing by that stage of proceedings. But uh, yeah, money matters each way. And I know that Luke Fernie is uh, I don't, not even in private. He's very excited about the chances of IC Red, IC Red. So good luck to uh, to LK Fernie, who uh, he might have a he might have a few runners in the winter bottom already. He's starting um, outrageous. Uh, he's yeah, I, read, I read that during the week. First up, no trial. <laughs> mate, he's got some he's got some pretty aptly named horses, doesn't he? Outrageous and optim be optimistic, I reckon. Yeah, there's a couple of aptly named horses, but uh look, he's uh yeah, he's very excited and um yeah, good luck to him. Okay. All right. It's now time. We're already at that time of the day. It's now time for race nine, better known as the get out stakes. S T E A. KS. Who is it? Proudly brought to us by BJ. Market City Meats, of course, Guru. Pure deliciousness out there at the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located Canningvale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt, one of the great guys of racing, he and his team, they run a tremendous operation out there at Market City Meats. Drop in, say hello, Timmy will look after you. And uh, it's getting towards that time of the year, Terry, where the Market City Meats Christmas menu will be available. So make sure you log on to their Facebook page, check it out and get involved out there and get all get all your supplies ready to go for Christmas time and the festive season, which is just around the corner. Now, congratulations to last week's Get Out Stakes, Victor Alan Loveridge, a.k.a. the Badger, Badger Loveridge, he claimed to get out stakes with his uh, bright diamond prediction. He was uh, 0.50 lengths. The official margin was 0.48, so he was just about bang on. So congratulations, Alan. Get stuck into that gourmet beef package from Market City Meats. Now to enter this week's edition, Race 9 at Ascot, the get out stakes. Send us a tweet at the 1-1 pod. Let us know who you think will win Race 9, as well as a decimal winning margin two decimal places preferred and don't be like Brad and uh, and put a fractional uh, margin in it's just <laughs> unacceptable don't be like Brad so yeah decimals please and uh, we can never ever ever forget the Sam White rule Terry uh, don't be like Brad <laughs> <laughs> is that it don't be like Brad I swear that's it. first in best rest uh, very good race nine the crown tower is handicapped thousand meters I must say before we start the form, did they miss a trick here? Do you think that God has chosen 1,400 metre race should have been the last and maybe this should – I don't know. I feel like this was a bit of a soft way to end the day. But anyway, I could be mistaken. The 1,000 the metre race um, 
Uh, Acromantula, Brooklyn Pier, the front bar. This will test you. Last start winner, Taj Mali, three-year-old Beads taking on the older horses, racing first up, a few other wild cards. What are your thoughts on the uh, on the lucky, the get-out? Oh, I'm, I'm just going to simplify this. Um, I'm going to focus on this race in a very simplistic manner. I think Acromantula will lead. Not, I think it's best fresh at what we saw in the trial. It looks at its best. I think it's quick enough to just win. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the front bar from the gate – Pikey will probably be forced to take a sit. Yep. Um, and then I don't, I don't see that much other pressure. I know you've got mood swings in the race. Uh, human nature can go quick. Taj, uh, Taj Marley's there. But I think I think if they just skip along with Acromantula out in front, stick to the rail, run time. Um, the guy, I think the only horse that can beat it probably, if they do that, is this will test you. But, I mean, geez, good luck to, uh, to Holly. Did you ever chat to Holly about <laughs> the fact she has to steer this will test you. Yeah, I said I asked her whether she had any hesitancy <laughs> when they rang her up to to take the ride. I mean, uh, three kilo claim. I've been uh, throwing the reins to this will test you. It's uh, yeah. What did she say? Yeah, I think she's looking forward to it. Actually, she's hoping to. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Looking forward to the challenge. I think she's quite confident in her own abilities. Quietly confident, Holly Watson. But yeah, I mean, she's she's going to know she's alive when she uh, when she gets legged up aboard. This will test you. Yeah, it'll be a little uh, fillet for her if she can um, get this Latesha to jump. And if this Latesha jump and lands in the breeze, it's probably all over. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that'll be that'll be something for her CV if she can uh, she can get this Latesha to do that. She might she might be the regular rider, even if it goes black top. If she can do that, they might they might be. Over the local horse whisperer, if she can, uh, yeah, if she can get this Latesha to uh, to behave and load and jump and compete. Yeah, 100%. But uh, look, I struggled to come up with a, a strong second favourite. I expect Brooklyn Pier to sprint well in behind them. Um, this will test you, obviously, but I, I just I just don't have any trust left. And with Holly going on, that's it's just such a difficult steer. So this will test you, Mr. Kick ends up behind them. You, you're in big trouble. Um, I couldn't have mood swings from the gate. Um, I'm not having Taj Marley again. And then the front bar goes back and beads. Let's just see how it goes against the older horses first, I think. So it's just every everything points to Ackermanch. Yeah, me, so I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm going to lock in Acromantula and um, keep it simple in the last. I'm going to go with the KISS methodology. Yeah, I'm, with you, I'm with you, Terry. Uh, I don't know if Acromantula's got issues or what the story is. He's only had the six starts. but Freshals? Yeah, he's, but he did he did defeat Icy Red, Icy Red and Vedetta Star first up over 1,000 metres last preparation. I think he won on debut as well. So he's two from two fresh. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, he had a 240... $2.40 SP against a horse like Pans down at Ascot back in May. So he's um, he's pretty fast and he showed that uh, the Pierce brothers have him breathing fire ahead of his first up assignment. That uh, Larkill November 1 barrier trial win was super slick. So uh, Jory party was just holding on on that occasion. From one, if begins well, holds the lead rails, gives a good, good kick on straightening. I don't know if anything's got enough closing speed to get over the top of him. Acromantula to win for me. I think the biggest danger is Brooklyn Pier. I think he's just going to park in behind him. His uh, his best is pretty good. He's a fir- good first up horse as well. He's won three from four first up attempts. He's uh, had a had a hit out in a Belmont Barrier trial. Stevie Parnham on board. He can just tuck in behind him and maybe get last crack at a horse like Acromantula. But I think the leader, uh, Joey, has a party. The Pierce Brothers, Acromantula, rails, leads, kicks, and holds on. Yep, no, I don't mind that. It was a bit uh, a bit stiff last campaign, Brooklyn Pier as well. So that's uh, that does make sense as a as a as second elect. But uh, yep, no, we're in unison. Let's finish today. Jump and run. Nice, uh, hopefully a nice easy watch. All right, let's take a break and come back with our best bets, Maddies, and Lays of the Day. 
And we return with our Betfair best betting propositions of the day. Lead the way, Guru. Betfair best. All right. Uh, no real strong best this week. Uh, but we'll go with race nine. We're actually going to go with Acromantula in the last, BJ. Um, I think it can jump and run and win. Okay. In the leg up, I made God, God has chosen my best. He's mm-hmm. uh, pretty thin at the moment and the weather conditions will, will play a part in that. So I think I'm happy to wait for the race day. But right here, right now, I'm going to go with my Betfair best as the Ascot Gold Cup, race six, number eight, Midnight Blue. I had a bet with myself which one you'd go, and I said, I'll bet you he goes Midnight Blue. Oh, so really? <laughs> I just I just won my first bet with myself. Um, you're Maddie, BJ. I uh, mentioned him a little bit in the preview. I think he's a big watch first up. Trial was too good to ignore. Race four, eight, former race coaster, import, number one, blinder. Currently $23 blessed available. He's my Maddie of the day. Blinder, that's good. Uh, well, my Maddie's only going to be 15 bucks, but again, I don't like just tipping one over those odds if I'm not going to probably be on myself. Yep. But uh, money matters at around 15 bucks. Uh, we'll stalk Mervyn and um, not the horse that Elite Street is, but might just be in the better spot than Elite Street is. So I think money matters. It's a look, just looking at that market as well. We don't want to go back on it, but there's a few horses above it. You can sort of say like Laver Odd, nine bucks. Mm, Man's coming thought off that the fresh. You think there's a few there that might have to wobble out and especially if it plays in that type of manner so um no i'm pretty happy with the graceful girl is 440 and five in some places too terry so is that a real price yeah or is that- yeah I, I she'll be she'll be well thought of in the yeah. market to some degree i suspect but um yeah i'm just i'd be happy playing around her that's all okay um back in the more track tractable runner who are we taking on uh, later of the day, well, it better be real charisma, I guess, seeing as I'm about four times the price. So uh, in the RJ Peters, I'm hoping it's not a repeat of Mississippi Delta from a few years ago, and we'll take on real charisma, BJ. Well, I'll keep the cerise and white flavour going. My lay is in the champion Philly Stakes, number seven, Mrs. America, currently 650. Nah. Yeah, so she's the third favourite in the in the, uh, in the champion Philly Stakes, and I uh, can't see her beating certain rocks or bazoom. That's that's brave. Taking on one at six dollars fifty. I thought you were going to lay me up to Mister Bear for a second. <laughs> I just, I don't think, despite Luke's push, I just don't think it's going to get the job done, Terry. So, it's uh, number eight to be optimistic. No, that would have been uh, that would have been funny. 